heading down the stretch uh, of another week uh, here on the Big Talker 106.7 FM. Yael Lasowski for the Consumer Choice Center joins me at this time each and every Friday. The global grassroots movement for consumer choice, the Consumer Choice Center with colleagues around the world fighting for freedom and choice. Yael, one of those folks, also host of the Consumer Choice Center or the Consumer Choice Radio Program, I should say. Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock right here on the Big Talker FM. Yael, great to have you back on the program. Hope you're doing well today. Oh, yeah, the weekend is just beginning, Joe, so very excited yeah. about that. Yeah, weekend for you. I don't know what a weekend even means during the uh, spring season. It's uh, seven days a week, uh, 24 hours a day. That's how it rolls in my neck of the woods. Well, you're you're the hardest working man in radio, yeah. Joe, so that's kind of what you take, right? Well, it's the only way to, uh, well, <laughs> keep the lights on and uh, food in your refrigerator, if you can even do that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, last, what was it? Not last year, five years ago or so now. Three, three, four, five. I, I can't remember when I got married, but it was somewhere between that time frame. Three to five years. Uh, I'll have to look back at, at the calendar, my Facebook page, to find out uh, when that exact date. I know the date, just forgot the year. Uh, that said, so we went on this uh, trip. Of course, we went down to Mexico. We went to uh, Tulum, which is. Uh, about a 90-minute drive uh, south of uh, Cancun, and great place, uh, the Mayan ruins. We got in this all-inclusive resort, and, uh, you know, they want to pamper you. Uh, they want to give you the VIP treatment uh, when you, you go there, particularly for your honeymoon. And uh, so they invited us at, when we first walked in. They gave us a, a cocktail, and they sat us through a few minutes of you know, literature and whatnot, and they said, we want to offer you a VIP breakfast. You know, pick the day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, at whenever you want. So we said, okay, well, we'll go. All right. Well, quickly we find out we go there and it's more or less a sales pitch, you know, with a, a guy who, you know, takes us through all of these different things and these vacations that we could go on. And well, of course, you know, after about a bottle of champagne at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, we're open and, and, and listening to the guy and we were nearly ready to sign off where it would have cost us another like two grand over the course of two years and we would be able to go anywhere we wanted. You know, similarly to maybe what, what a timeshare offers, a vacation resort package, and uh, we were close. The guy would not let us leave, and then finally I was like, dude, I'm going to smash this champagne bottle over your head unless we get out of here right now. We're not buying anything. We're broke. We just got married. We're on a honeymoon. You had a similar experience surrounding uh, this type of issue with a trip to Las Vegas not too long ago, huh? Yeah, and it, it seems as if the guy in your situation should have given you a little bit more booze, Joe. You, you might have signed a contract. <laughs> I mean, I was really, uh, yeah, I, I, was feeling re I was feeling real good. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you did. It really put the pen in your hand, and you start looking at the numbers and crunching them. It's like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I had the same thing happen to me. Uh, you know, I was just booking a hotel on the phone. I got transferred over somehow, um, and then I'm told about this great offer. I get to go to Las Vegas. I get a two-night stay get to be at one of the best resorts in town. Uh, basically, all that needs to happen is I need to sit through a little three-hour presentation. I didn't think it would be a big deal. I thought, you know, I'd sip my Mai Tai, I'd be beside the pool, I'd just kind of pop in, say hello. Um, you know, when I started investigating it a little bit more, I figured it out that it was a timeshare pitch. Um, now, I'm not opposed to this. I've heard about this in the past, but I really started researching it and good God, Joe, this is an entire area of the economy that is just insane and crazy. And I think uh, there are some great actors. There's probably great companies. There are some amazing timeshares. But the more I started looking into it, there's a lot of rotten, 
rotten stuff that's happening in this business. A lot of people who are signing over those contracts, you know, they don't have the the same willpower that Joe Catanacci has. A lot of them have signed over. And uh, in your case, you said it was only like two thousand, but you know that's what a lot of people are paying every year in maintenance costs for some of these far-off resorts that they, I guess, own uh, collectively with a few other people. I mean, it sounds more like a Bernie Sanders commune plan when you really think about it. I think it's been an interesting innovation. I think it's given people obviously a way to own property or to own a vacation home. Uh, but really, a lot of people have been swindled, and uh, it's pretty unfortunate that that's happened to a lot of people. And I was on my way to doing something like that because we turned the guy down so many times, and then finally they brought in this guy, and uh, I think his name was Ace, no, nonetheless. His name was Ace, and he comes in, and he tells us, all right, you know, if you don't want this big, uh, you know, you want the Mercedes, we're going to give you a test drive, you know, and for only $800, you know, you can – do this, that, and the other, and I'm like, dude, I, I just don't think you get my vibe here. And it wasn't a, a language barrier, I could tell you that. It was those guys pressuring us to sign something we did not want to sign in a, in a, in a foreign country. And uh, I just was not going down that pipeline. So what has what are some of the common things that you have discovered in your investigation surrounding the shady practices within this timeshare industry? Yeah, really what happens is obviously this is not, you know, on its face illegal, uh, but, you know, it's just a lot of immoral stuff that a lot of people should not sign up for. I've heard of circumstances where people show up to these things and, you know, instead of just trying to pay cash for whatever thing, they sign you up for their own credit card and you use that credit card to pay for everything. Uh, I mean, you you have uh, certain circumstances where people have actually booked these things. They show up at the property, and it's a completely different house. It doesn't look anything like it did on the brochure. All the windows are broken. You have all the dirty mattresses inside. I mean, basically, they got swindled. Uh, they got snookered. And, you know, that's unfortunate because this is a lot of hardworking people, you know, people who put all their money into retirement funds or people who maybe they want to retire and want to be somewhere where it's very warm in the winters. Uh, they put their money into this program or project and they just end up getting scammed. So that's unfortunate. It's happened to a good number of people. There's plenty of websites online you can find. There's all kinds of scams that surround this. Um, there have been a, a lot of them specifically in the Dominican Republic. There's been, good God, a huge number and you have to imagine that you know a lot of these companies are based in Europe or they're based in the U.S. And what they do is they sign people up, and then people go down to the Dominican Republic or to Aruba, and you know the laws don't necessarily apply there. The contracts are messed up. You've got some kind of different shady uh, sort of off-world company that's organizing stuff from the Cayman Islands. I mean, it, it's just very sad because. Basically, everyone wants to vacation. Everyone wants to have a good time. Everyone wants to be able to own their vacation. But it seems as if this, this kind of uh, lucrative uh, opportunity has really made it a kind of huge magnet for a lot of crooks. So I wrote about this, uh, an article that was published courses and it's syndicated in other newspapers in the States. Uh, I tell you, Joe, I, I don't know if any of your listeners have had these experiences. Maybe they've tried to exit some of these timeshares. That has also been impossible. Um, there are circumstances where you might even die, and your children are required to take on the contract, and there's no way to get out of it. 
I think that's pretty bad. It's certainly not good for consumers. And, uh, you know, I would just urge a little bit of caution for anybody who wants to get involved in that. Now, as somebody who advocates, of course, for consumer choice, you're not uh, you know, going as far as to say, well, someone like the federal government needs to crack down on this. You're just saying that we need to all be due diligent and investigate it for ourselves and make sure that we, of course, kind of, you know, despite the sales pitch and how tasty it might be, sound and taste uh, you know that we need to just uh, step back and make sure that you know what you're getting into and you read that fine line because there are a lot of different papers uh, that you're signing off on when you initially enter into one of these agreements yeah and it's not even about the government or the government getting involved it's just about being smart about reading the contracts about figuring out what this will do to your credit what's the actual cost uh, making sure that you know what the cost will be this year and next year uh, that's really important and, you know, there's, there is a lot of self-regulation in the industry. There's a lot of industry groups that are trying to, you know, get the bad actors and the bad apples, try to cut them out and, and make sure that they're called out for what they are. Uh, but really, it comes down to us. You know, I, I think uh, many people assume that American consumers are pretty dumb. I don't. I think they are smart. I think they are intelligent. Sometimes the, uh, the odds are stocked against them, and that's definitely what's happening in this case. So I think everybody gets and should have that vacation they deserve, but they really got to be careful what they're signing for. Look out for yourself. Look out for your family. Everybody's got a, a timeshare story, I think, <laughs> somewhere along the line or one of their friends. So it's at least something to think about, talk about, and hopefully uh, make sure that other people are aware. And with that said, uh, you know, despite uh, you know my hesitation to this, I have friends that uh, do go through timeshares and have uh, different places, and they go all over and travel and really enjoy themselves. And uh, that said, like you mentioned, uh, you just have to go through this uh, line by line, page by page, uh, when you get uh, you know a sales pitch uh, like you and I have both received. Uh, and if it's not for you, don't take it. I mean, that's, that's as simple as it is. As it is, just say no, even though they are very persuasive in the way they go about uh, making it look and sound so attractive to you. Once a year, you can go here, and if you don't want to go here, you can trade your days and go there or anywhere. And uh, it does sound very appetizing, but uh, sometimes you just have to step back and say, no, maybe this not for me at this time, even though you're boozed up on champagne or sipping Mai Tais at a, at a Vegas poolside. Uh, I think uh, that, of course, that is the setting they put you in it's not like sitting in a you know one of these uh, hampton inn boardrooms over here where there's no windows uh, they put you in a perfect setup uh, where it's very easy to go forward and uh, move the process ahead in a time where you know, where you're enjoying yourself and you're relaxed your you know your sensors are down exactly yeah it, it's all about that i think uh, we've all been in situations where we probably uh, made too big of a purchase that we shouldn't have or just didn't think about it. And now we're, you know, the bills come due and it's like, what did I do? So I think everybody should kind of, you know, beware, be vigilant. Look, we have all the tools to stop this. We have, you know, so many great digital tools now that are available for everyone. It's pretty cheap to actually scope this information out. You can just Google many things and company names and find out if, you know, people have been, uh, thrown in jail who are now the CEOs of these companies. You can find out if the companies have you know, an F rating from the Better Business Bureau. Um, there's a lot of tools out there, and I think that's a, one good thing that we can say about technology today. All right, this is kind of a topic, maybe off the beaten path a little bit. You know, how did this get on your radar? Um, I think for this, I've heard about this from some family members. Um, you know, we've got some friends and family who are involved in this, and I just started reading more and more stories about people getting ripped off. 
And, uh, you know, we've talked about legal reform, Joe, and, and ways to reform the legal system. And when I was investigating a lot of class action lawsuits, I saw that, you know, while there are many bogus ones, you know, the, the Starbucks uh, doesn't have enough caffeine and the graham crackers don't have enough honey and there's like these multi-million dollar lawsuits, uh, there's actually a good number of them of vacationers who signed up to these and basically maybe the place never existed or the contracts were arbitrarily raised for no reason. And I started seeing more and more of these stories. And it's just it's something that, you know, not everybody's going to go out and get a timeshare. But I think, uh, you know, if you're in that situation, just be vigilant, understand what's going on. Um, you know, the, the last thing you want is to be trying to talk about your vacation or your vacation home in front of a judge in a trial. And you got to pay tons of lawyers. That's not a good situation when you should be on the beach drinking that Mai Tai. Yael Osowski from the Consumer Choice Center with us uh, here this morning. Yael, earlier this week, uh, we've run into a a bit of a hurdle at our house uh, based on one of the vehicles that we drive. I get a nice new car for my wife uh, last year, and uh, all of a sudden it starts sputtering down the road, only to find out that either the communists have been listening to me and they tried to cut my fuel injection line, more or less it looked like a rodent actually bit through my fuel injection line somewhere at some time over the last uh, week or so and uh, has uh, created some huge headaches for us uh, as we still don't even know the cost of the repair because we don't know the extent of the damage uh, he's going to try and the mechanic that is is going to try and fix the wire the repair of the wire where it is bit or have to replace the entire line so you're talking somewhere between a, a 200 and a 1400 dollar repair thankfully we have a popular radio host uh, that broadcasts on air airwaves uh, from 12 or 1 until 3 each day and that is Dave Ramsey and uh, you have become a very much of a fan of Dave Ramsey. How about that? Uh, the guy who lives in Europe and travels all around the world is a Dave Ramsey fan. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> yeah, I just love that Nashville accent. <laughs> no, I, I started uh, paying attention to Dave Ramsey. I mean, I've always kind of heard of him. He's been on the radio. You know, you hear him on AM if you travel across the country. Um, but just a lot of the, the topics he was hitting. I mean, it's especially for millennials. Uh, you know, for younger people like us, a lot of people have student loans or they're in debt and need to figure out how to manage their money because you don't get taught this. You're not taught how to balance your checkbooks. You have no idea what savings accounts are. You have no idea how to do most of this stuff. So I just started listening in and seeing that there's so many like ordinary tips that, again, do not take government involvement. Uh, they do not take Bernie Sanders taking over uh, the Social Security or pension plans and trying to redirect it to have some kind of utopia. It's about taking things on yourself. Uh, that's kind of what I really like in the, the Dave Ramsey message. And that's really kind of got me thinking about ways that we can promote good practices uh, for everyday consumers, you know, good stuff. There's all kinds of tools that you have on your phone. I mean, you don't have to be on Instagram all the time. You could actually be managing your accounts. You could be saving money. You could be putting money in health savings accounts. I mean, there's so many things you could be doing on your phone. Put down the gram for a second and uh, manage your household. (laughs) I think that's something Ramsey would say, right? No doubt. And uh, for myself, because of the issue that we had with our vehicle and because we use something known as the every dollar app we truly know where every dollar that we bring in where it goes and how it is spent which allows us to put away for savings in the good times and even when you know we may hit a rut with our income we're able to still put away a portion of our savings for a day like this week where we're kind of awaiting the the, the the final call as to what will have to be done to our car, and in large part it's thanks to because of some planning, and that's all it takes is just a, a little time to, to get that budget put out there and to, to truly 
live within your means. And that does not mean that you can't enjoy the, the fruits of your labor and the luxuries that we are all able to enjoy, the quality of life and the standards that we want. It just means that sometimes you have to say no. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, the, a lot of this that I've been using the last couple of years, you can imagine, Joe, I got to send money to Europe. I got to pay stuff in the States. Um, I use things like TransferWise, which is awesome. If you need to send money with, in any different currency, it's like pretty low fee. For managing money, I, I have tried the Every Dollar app. I think it's good, but I also like Mint. Uh, again, this is no endorsement. Uh, <laughs> Consumer Choice Center doesn't really care. I do. I think it's interesting. I use Mint. I think it's good. It syncs with your bank accounts. Um, you can set goals for saving money. You can actually see whenever transactions come in. You know, Some of us don't have the latest banks that are up to date and have the best apps. So it's always good to see that you know this charge got pinged or you know you have this account due. I think that stuff is just really important. It's necessary, and I think that's the best way to be empowered. You know, again, we don't need to have high taxes in a Bernie Sanders type government to spend our money for us. Um, if we want to be sure that we can live on our own within our means with low taxes and make sure that we can make our lives better and that of our families, we have to manage our own household, manage our own stuff. I think that's really the best way to really be free. I mean, that is true freedom. Yael, from inside the home to a more global perspective, just have a few minutes left, uh, but we are quickly finding out whether it be from the coronavirus, uh, whether it be from the professor at Harvard who was uh, working with the Chinese authoritarian government, uh, whether it be the NBA and the lack of the will of the NBA players to speak out against human rights issues in places like Hong Kong. We are quickly finding out, and we've kind of known this, but it was not said until really President Trump came along. Uh, that uh, you know, chi the Chinese have been sinking their teeth into everything over the last uh, couple of decades. Yeah, and it's been um, it's been pretty pervasive in the last couple of years. If you watch any of your favorite Netflix movies or Hollywood movies, um, if you wait till the end of the credits, sometimes you'll see you know financed by um, whatever Chinese firm. So they're actually getting more and more involved in Hollywood. Now, why does that matter? It matters because the Chinese Communist Party is one of the biggest censors in the world. The Great Wall of China is, is a huge piece of architectural majesty, but it's also the Great Firewall of China. You know, they're the ones who censor the Internet. And it, we actually know from a lot of movies like Doctor Strange and Top Gun and Bohemian Rhapsody, a lot of these movies have been edited or they're, caught, they're cut in a certain way so that they can later be edited by the Chinese. And that is something that they, they stipulate whenever they fund the, uh, some of these Hollywood movies. Uh, I mean, just imagine Quentin Tarantino's movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, there's a scene where the, Brad Pitt fights Bruce Lee. The Chinese were so upset about this, they told him to edit it out. He did not. And basically they said, fine, this movie will not play in China. And they pulled it from release in China. Um, somehow there was some agreement. It later was shown but it just goes to show, you know, this is getting a lot more serious than people think. It's not just people in China. It's people in liberal democracies, people in the U.S., people in our countries that are now being affected by this stuff. You know, if, uh, if my credit information was hacked, like we talked about last week, Joe, um, by members of the Chinese military, that means there's a lot of data, there's a lot of information that's flowing to a place that's not a free country. I think that that kind of gives me the jitters. I hope people stay vigilant. Keep your stuff locked down. You know, use 
password managers. Be sure you use VPNs whenever you're traveling. You got to be vigilant about this stuff. You never know where this information could land, and that's the last thing you want is your identity stolen or to end up on some list in some authoritarian country. Well, it's kind of scary in that uh, everyone today carrying a device known as your mobile device it was likely manufactured and uh, created in well China. <laughs> that's a little that's true, and a lot of the the intellectual property around that you know has been taken, and they've repurposed it, and you know there's a lot of black market phones out there that could be spying devices for all we know <laughs> trust your companies do your research you know compare always 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 be skeptical joe i think that's the the broader message to round out the freedom friday well and that's uh, the right way to be i mean if we would just fail lockstep and key with what the the establishment told us i mean where would we be well we'd be in bernie sanders utopia that's where we'd be if we did not question uh, some of the things uh, that uh, our influencers uh, tell us uh, how we should act it's more of a do as i say not as i do type of lifestyle but uh, i think more and more people are waking up to this kind of stuff and asking questions and that's because of people like you man you are are a part of the global movement for consumer choice. You want freedom. You want more choice. And I think people are waking up to that fact, given the stark differences that we see, well, right here in our own presidential race uh, going through 2020. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. We'll hear you tomorrow on the radio right here on the Big Talker FM. I'll be there, Joe. Thanks so much. Yael Lasowski, host of the Consumer Choice Radio Show. It airs 10 o'clock Saturday mornings right here on the Big Talker FM. Final time out. We're moving up quickly towards the top of the hour. We'll wrap it up after this break here on the Big Talker FM.